It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You guys always showed me love. My family and I appreciate it so much. Uh, you guys are the best. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Loveman here, as always, with Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky is uh, coming at you in the middle of the winter meetings. We're not at the winter meetings, but the winter meetings are happening for episode 80. Shasky, 80 days ago, the Giants were in Colorado. It was September 16th. It was a Saturday. The Giants were in Colorado for a doubleheader, and they lost both of those games. And uh, one has to think that if Shohei Otani was in the lineup, the Giants probably win at least one of those games. That's uh, that's my factoid of the day. I didn't have time to think of a fun factoid for number 80. So I, I just thought of that one randomly on the way home. And I figure it works because, yeah, I do think that Shohei Otani in the Giants lineup in Colorado would have helped on that day. So, yeah, there you go. Well, Episode 80. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with Shohei Otani. What, what's the latest on Shohei Otani? Yeah. Sam? So well, first off, yeah, we are in the middle of, the, of baseball's winter meetings, which is why you're hearing very, very little activity going on in baseball, because nothing ever happens, it seems, at the winter meetings. But we do have some rumors that are uh, percolating in. Shout out Stephen A. Smith. Things are percolating. First things first, Mike Trout, uh, according to the Angels, a trade for Mike Trout is not happening. So if you had Mike Trout on your winter shopping list, uh, tough luck. Uh, the Dodgers, speaking of Shohei Otani, they met with Shohei recently, according to manager Dave Roberts. And the meeting, uh, uh, quote, went well. So, ooh. Um, the Chicago White Sox are downplaying any sort of Luis Robert Jr. trade. More on that later in the show. And then uh, when it comes to teams who are in on Otani, uh, the Red Sox, these are from various sources, the Red Sox, Cubs, Rangers, and Mets are out the Dodgers, Blue Jays, Giants, and Angels are in, and uh, any other team could be in as well because the way Shohei and his camp do things, it is it is very, very secretive. So that's where <laughs> things stand right now with, with Shohei Otani in the winter meetings. And with all that said, uh, yeah, what's that put your confidence at there, Shasky? <laughs> well, I, I'm taking the – I don't want to get, you know, let down too hard. So I'm pretending like he's not coming to the Giants. And if he does, great. It'll be amazing, and I'm all for it. Like, I would love it. I, I question what is appropriate value given like what what is the number that makes you feel uncomfortable given that you know he can't pitch this upcoming year? What is the number that makes you feel uncomfortable three years from now, four years from now? I don't I don't even know if I have an answer. Like I'm yeah. just thinking, I'm just thinking aloud. But let me flip the script. What is the argument for him to come to the Giants if you're a part of his camp? Hmm. I mean, if you're stripping away the you know the, the fandom of it, I mean, if you're the Giants, I mean, for one thing, you you do have the history of being a team that you are one of the pillar organizations of baseball. I mean, this is an an OG baseball team dating back to 1883. They were one of the original teams here. It's a team that's chock full of 
legendary superstars. You know, you're joining the same conversation as Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, Barry Bonds, among others. You're joining a team that has hit more home runs than any franchise in baseball history. You know what Shohei Otani does? He hits home runs. That's got to be appealing for him. Um, the Bay Area as just a place to live in. Uh, it's got a very strong Asian presence, a very strong Japanese presence. If he's looking to find a place where he's got, you know, a diverse kind of uh, community around him, as well as, you know, people from his neck of the woods over in Japan. There are a lot of people from Japan who do move to the Bay Area. I think you can kind of make a play at that. Um, culturally speaking, I think the Bay Area is very rich there. I don't know how culturally rich Shohei Otani is. I mean, if he's just a homebody, obviously that doesn't really matter. Um you're probably pitching him on better weather than you might find in, say, Toronto or, you know, I know the Braves, I think, were in at one point. I mean, to show, hey, like humidity, it gets really hot in Georgia in the summer. I don't know if you want to be a part of that. Um, and I don't know, what, what would you rather drive to work in? Some nice, lovely, cool fog or some gross, yucky, stinky well, smog of L.A.? Let's 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 spin this forward. I'm Shohei Otani's representation. What about the current team? Am I going to win? See, I think that's where the the argument becomes a lot harder to make uh, if you're the Giants, because there's a lot of, well, other things need to fall into place uh, if if you want Shohei to come here. It's like, yeah, Shohei, if you come here, we're also going to add this guy in that guy. We're going to trade for this guy, which in theory sounds nice. But if you make that argument, then you still have to come through on those promises. And that's kind of hard to do right now if you're the Giants, because as you showed last year, just because you say you're going to do something or even just because you said something happened doesn't mean it's actually happening. I don't know. What, what, what do you think is if there is an argument to be made for the Giants to sign Shohei, what does it look like for you? Well, I, I think it starts with obviously you're going to try to sell him on, you know, the area because he's living here. Right. That That's mm-hmm. that's one thing. But c- can I give you another one? Hmm. Do you remember the year one uh, for Bryce Harper in in Philadelphia? Do you know what year yeah. that was? Uh, 2019. OK. Now, before he signed, they had not yet swung the deal for JT Real Muto. Let me read who was on this team. Reese Hoskins was on that team. Now, he's a very good player. Yeah. Cesar Hernandez, Gene Segura, Mikhail Franco, Andrew McCutcheon, who was 32 years old and pretty, pretty banged up. Scott Kingery. All right. Let me read you their, their, their starting staff. It was Aaron Nola and a bunch of guys you never heard of. And who's the manager? Of Jake Arietta. <laughs> okay. So Bryce Harper really joined that team. And then Castellano showed up. And then they swung a trade for JT Realmuto. Yes, Reese Hoskins was a nice player to start with. But none of those other names that I read you are guys that you're building a franchise around. So, so I would say to Shohei Otani, you are the beginning. You're the first domino. And after you, here are the three or four other moves that we're going to make. And here are the three or four other players in our farm system who will be here within six to 18 months. And I would put, uh, you know, the shortstop um, whose name is evading me. Come Luciano. on. Marco Luciano would be a part of that. Obviously, Patrick Bailey and talking about Logan Webb, the pitcher. Like, I think this situation more resembles that 2019 Phillies team, uh, you know, and and to me, Shohei could be our Bryce Harper, where he's the first big domino and then yeah, supplement everything around him. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I love that. I love that pitch a lot. I do think if you are the Giants, that is what you would go for there. Uh, yeah, is he, he would be that lightning rod. He would be that guy who brings guys into the fold who the Giants can can sort of build around there. So I, I do like, reach though, like 
when you hear me make the argument, does it? Feel I mean, like I think here's. I don't think it's a reach per se, because I mean, yeah, you do have promising pieces to build around here. Um, and yeah, I do think if you did sign a Shohei Otani, it would be a lot easier to bring in, say, like a Matt Chapman or a Blake Snell to, See, to I, join him in that hall there. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go double free agency at that point. To me, I would go, then we're going to trade like a massive hall, for example. And I've I've referenced these people before. We're going to trade for Juan Soto or we're going to trade for the polar bear. I, I would have the two tiered approach. Your domino one domino two is we're flipping these four prospects for this player. Who's going to bat either in front or behind you in the lineup. You have to have protection show. If you're going Absolutely. to be a 40 yeah. home run hitter, this is the guy we're targeting in a trade right now to get you another player in his prime, two players in their prime. You start there. I agree with that. Um, I will say this. I do think one thing that's going to help the Giants, though, is that like we saw like last year when it came to the Aaron Judge pursuit, you know, obviously Farhan over the summer, he said he never really thought they had a chance with Aaron Judge. And when I finally had a chance to follow up with him about that, he spoke about just how the, the difficulty that comes with prying a player like that out of a market like New York which that is fair that you are fighting an uphill battle there. Uh, I still don't think you come out and say that we never thought we were going to sign him. I think you keep that part to yourself. That's neither here nor there. But with this instance, I do think it's not a situation where you're, you're, Aaron Judge is not as ingrained in New York as Shohei Otani is ingrained with the city of Los Angeles or with the or with the Angels. I mean, he he left the clubhouse, you know, weeks early before the season ended just with his frustration with that organization. Um, he wasn't really sharing injury information with them. Like, I don't know if you the, the athletic did a really interesting story about him and his agent over the weekend about how secretive they are with things. Um, the way they handled his his UCL injury. And his oblique strain at the end of the year was very weird, I thought. They they kind of made the Angels handle the announcements. So they didn't really want to get MRIs at the stadium. They tried to make it done. Do, they they yeah, wanted to do they very didn't want anyone to know that he was going to get Tommy John. They're downplaying the Tommy yeah. John. Part of the $500 million for 10 years is the duality of pitching and hitting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and now he's got a second Tommy John. You're, like, you're depreciating that arm. And then the question is, you know, outside of, of Nathan Avaldi, there are very few guys that have come back to pitch at a high level off two Tommy Johns. So that was, brings me to, to my point here that I want to make here that it might be triggering the Giants fans, but to be honest, if the Giants miss out on Shohei Otani, I'm not losing any sleep over it. It's not because that I... I, I've, you know, I've, I've been very vocal all summer. I've always thought that he's going to the Dodgers. That just makes the most sense. I hate oh, saying it. But, but that would hurt. It would suck. But honestly, like... I think the Giants can they can still put a good team together without Shohei Otani. Yeah, but if he goes to the Dodgers, it would be worse than just missing out on Shohei. To me, him going to the Dodgers is the worst of all possibilities. I would be more angry that he went to the Dodgers, not at the Giants, but just angry that he's out on on the Dodgers than I would if they just struck out on Shohei and he went somewhere else. But here's the thing. Here's what gives me pause with Shohei. I'm not really sure how many more years we really would get of Shohei Otani. Because think about like what makes Shohei so alluring. He is the modern day Babe Ruth. Like even better because he's probably a better pitcher than Babe Ruth. And there's yeah. no denying that he has been an incredible two way star. He is a guy who would absolutely be a massive pillar of the organization box office draw. But if you're going to spend, you're talking about what mo- kind of money do you feel comfortable with there? You know, six hundred million is being shown as like the base. Like it's going to go up from there probably. And I, if you're I, I pay, disagree. 
if I you're think gonna he's getting a lot of options with the arm injury, I think it kind of changes everything. He's gonna get a big deal with opt outs. It's it's the 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 injuries they're giving me because if you're gonna sign a Babe Ruth type player to Babe Ruth type money, I better be getting Babe Ruth type production. He is 30 years old. He's already put a lot of wear and tear on that body. You're not gonna be able. He's not gonna pitch at the earliest until probably mid 2025 at the earliest. If he even can be a, a starting pitcher again, maybe you use him as a closer. But I'm not trying to buy. I'm not spending money on a big time hitter and a closer. I'm spending money on Shohei Otani, who can pitch, start, and hit. You know, so and he's 30 years old. If if you sign to a 10 year deal and you get four good years out of that, like I'm, that, I don't think that's a good deal. Honestly, if I'm the Giants, like I. If the number one reason you're signing Otani is because you want fans to come to the ballpark, I just I don't know if I can really sign off on that. Like I would rather fans come to the ballpark because they are winning. If Shohei is a part of that, that's great. But when your number one reason is we just need to put butts in the seats, like that's that's just not good enough. Um, and it, I'd rather the Giants reallocate their resources elsewhere. Uh, it doesn't have to, you know, you you could still go, you know, across the Pacific to find someone. I am very high, Shasky. On uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Yo-Yo, as you have called him, or Yoshi, as I've seen him called. Uh, Before you move down, on to that, can, can, can yeah. you just can you just just let me let me get in here really quickly? Yeah, he has played one, two, three, which was a half of a season or a third of a season, four, five, six, so five and a half years essentially. How Shohei many home has, runs? Yeah. How many home runs do you think Shohei has? And, and he was hurt for two of them. Two hundred and twenty something. One hundred and seventy-one. Oh wow, I'm way over. Okay, the totals are 22, 18, 7 in the COVID year, 46, 34, 44. Okay, now that's five years. Do you know where that would put him in SF, SF Giants history in terms of all-time home runs? Like in the, the franchise. Not, in, in the San Francisco, where would that put him? He'd be in the top 10. He'd be above Brandon Belt, above Jeff Kent, above Will Clark, above Buster Posey. Like, but I'm just saying, like, they have not had a mashing home run, dude. Oh, no, no, like, I'm not denying it. Even if, even if he doesn't keep up the pitching, just getting the bat in the lineup, you are looking at a guy who could DH, and maybe he plays right field for you. Maybe he plays first mm-hmm. base. I don't know. But at minimum, as a DH, you're looking at one of the most prolific home run hitters in Giants history. Oh, yeah. I, I, he's, he could hit 500 home runs. He, he, again, the, the body has to stay healthy, though. And that's why like going deeper into your thirties, it's very rare that guys stay healthy in their thirties. They just don't eat as well as they used to back in the early two thousands when guys were always aging well in their thirties for very natural reasons. Um, that's just my, my, my hang up with, with Otani is just, if you're going to invest all these resources into them, like it just, it seems like there's a lot of question marks in the air around his health right now. And you know, we saw this with Aaron Judge last year. I mean, he got the big money deal. He battled injuries this year, and the but, Yankees suffered. And he's got a big body that might break down as his 30s continue. I think Otani, the, the odds of him staying healthy are definitely better. Hey, all Otani's injuries are pitching-related. Pitching-related. Name well, one that was What? The oblique injury. I mean, that can kind of mess with the swing a little bit. The, the oblique, well, yeah, yeah. but even that. Like, yeah, that's a nitpicky, though. You're right. But again, like, how much of the allure of Shohei Otani is based around the fact that he can pitch, too? Well, to me, like, to me, the pitching, he's not going to pitch next year, right? Yeah. And uh, honestly, it, it, the, the, the current UCL injury, to me, takes pitching, like, it diminishes it big time. Big time. Can you now just be a fifth starter? Forget being a top of the rotation. Third, fourth, fifth. The Giants didn't even have two starters last yeah. year, right? But here's the other part. 
Here's the other point. Okay, yeah. This is a left-handed power bat that you have been seeking in free agency Mm -hmm. since Bonds. Since Bonds. You have not had a left-handed power bat like this. Name name the best left-handed power bat since Bonds. No, there really isn't any. They haven't had they haven't had a power bat since Bonds. No one's hit 30 home runs since Barry Bonds. So no, they have not had a power bat ever. Okay. So like, you know, and if you look at their minor league system, there aren't a lot of lefties that are tearing no. up the cover. So like I I think sometimes we overthink these things. If I just took away the pitching, pitching to me is all extra. It's the it's the icing on the cake. Hitter, give me a 300, 100 RBI, 35 plus bomb hitter in that lineup for give me five years of production. And the Giants would have hit the jackpot. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, listen, I won't be mad if the Giants do sign Otani. Um, I'd, I'd love if it happened. Which it would be a massive, massive statement if they did. I do think, though, that there are other ways the Giants can be a I good agree. baseball team next year I agree. without Otani. I think there are less risky avenues to become a good baseball team without Otani. Uh, big fan of Yamamoto. Just He's got a very, like, the, the, the stuff he has reminds me a little bit of Lincecum. But like if Linscom didn't have a delivery that destroyed his body, his delivery is so remarkably. He's literally like you talk about, you know, oh, it's just pitch and catch. Just throw the ball like his delivery is literally just like pitch and catch. It's just he's just throwing the ball like there's no complexity to his delivery. It's very simple, very smooth. Uh, he's got a very great pitching set. He would look electric in this rotation with Logan paired up with Logan Webb, maybe even Blake Snell. Um, I don't so want thinking- Blake, Blake Snell. You're not, you're not in on Blake Snell? Well, he's a five-and-dive guy coming off of his second yeah. side young. If, you like, was your, if, if, your rotation was Logan, if your rotation was Logan Webb, Yamamoto, Blake Snell, fill out the rest from there. Your Blake Snell's a very good, good player. But we, can we acknowledge, if you're getting him in free agency right now, he's at the top of whatever his market would be. Yeah. Right? Like, to me, this has got a Rodon feel to it. I, I, I'm yeah. laying off of Snell. I, I hear you coming. I just think if he's like your third or fourth best pitcher in your rotation, probably third best for the Giants, I feel like you're feeling very good about that rotation right now. The Look, Giants I would still- take him, but I'm just yeah. being honest with you. Like spending that much money, it it smacks of what the Rangers did with their starting pitcher who didn't pitch any at all for oh, them. DeGrom, yeah. But hey, it still worked out for him though in the end. Well, yeah, uh, you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubin and Joe Shasky coming at you whenever we damn well feel like it this offseason. Uh, be sure to like, review, subscribe, share, tell the people about it. Uh, leave reviews. I said reviews already. All part of the Odyssey Sports Network here at 95.7 The Game. Uh, Shasky, I want to do a quick question here. Hopefully it'll lead to a very quick answer. Um, really quick, you're, you're still out on Farhan, right? I mean, I have no just, other choice but to be in. But well, I, mean, I get just overall, you're you're allowed to say yes here. Yeah, I, I okay. Just, so I mean, I'm in kind of like prove it mode. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, kind of what my question is right here. When there are a lot of Giants fans, there's a lot of consternation around Farhan. There's a lot of you know belief that he can't get it done. He can't sign the big deal. What if he does do that though? How does the perception on Farhan change if he does have? the off season that we were promised last year. Let's say he signs Otani. Let's say he signs Otani and Yamamoto. Let's say he signs Otani Yamamoto and makes a trade for Pete Alonso has the most perfect off season imaginable. Where, where, where would that leave giants fans who are out on Farhan? Well, I, I think, you know, sports is very much about prove it. 
I mean, how many people were skeptical of Brock Purdy as even QB three a mm-hmm. year and a half ago with the 49ers? And now we're all the biggest Brock Purdy fans on the planet. Like this thing that like sports opinions are stuck in carbonite frozen, like Han Solo. Like <laughs> when Brandon Bell had a monster year, I admitted he had a monster year and mm-hmm. he, and he had good years. Now, that it's doesn't mean that I have to love every you know acquisition or whatever. I just take it on face value. Are you making moves that I agree with? Or yeah. is the team winning? You know, even if I don't agree with the move, if the team wins, it kind of overrides the decision of the mood you made, and I'll come around. Winning cures all. Uh, if he had a monster offseason, I would I'd be open to to changing my opinion on him. Well, what wouldn't it be stubborn of me not to? No, I think it would not be stubborn. I'll say this. I kind of agree with you. If if the Giants do sign Otani, let's just say they just sign Otani and they then they add Otani. another and like, they add another be, bat of your choice. It would be one of the greatest acquisitions in free agent history. No, it would. Uh, the Giants. My next, my next thing, it's like, seriously, it, it took me a long time to, to decide that Farhan, like I was in on Farhan for a while. It took a long time for me to really come to the belief that, you know what? I don't know if he's the guy. And Obviously, I, I I went into detail into why I'm not here on this podcast. It takes a while for me to kind of change my opinion on things. I like to let things play out over a long period of time, get a large sample size. If Farhan does have the perfect offseason, signs Shohei Otani and then insert one free agent of your choice, even if it's just that right there. My next thing is like, great, go win. Like the Giants had Barry Bonds and they never won a World Series. Like the goal is to win a World Series. Yes, fun times are great. Yes, players winning awards are great. Yes, home runs are great. But at the end of the day, we want to see a World Series championship. That's what we want, preferably more. But we'll start with the one because you need to get the one before you get the others. So, yeah, signing Otani would be great. But then it's like you're not just judged by who you sign. You're judged by how those signings pan out. And, yeah, I do think Farhan is basically safe for the next three years uh, with his extension there. But if things go so off the gonna, rails so really fast. Here, so three years. So right now he's in your, what, six? Yes. So he will be here nine, ten years almost. Wow. And because I think you know, Bonte, Bonte said it on the morning roast this morning, but you know, Farhan has kind of a clean slate. It does feel like he has kind of a clean slate right now. Um, Why? Does it feel like just because by fire? Well, I guess now does firing Gabe Kapler give Farhan a clean slate? He brought in Kapler. I know. Well, I guess signing Shohei out won the World Series. I mean, what what is what mental gymnastics are we trying to do here? And again, well, here's the thing, that's, that's, that's why I think it's an interesting conversation here because there's a lot of people who are like you. They don't want to give Farhan the benefit of the doubt. They want to keep focusing no, it's, on it's, what it's, has, it's, hasn't happened. They're not better than when he got here. I'm sorry. They're just not. They're not. There's not one when he got here, he he acquired fan favorite players who were once in a generation all timers. There's not one on the roster. It's yeah. his job to put multiple guys on that roster. And no, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's why. But just signing Otani would still not be enough. I wouldn't need to see winning no, after good. that. That would be a huge first step. Look, yeah, it would be a good that, first step. That would be the not- biggest accomplishment of the Farhan regime. Absolutely. But it's not enough for me to be like, okay, Farhan, we're all cool now. Like, now you have to go out and prove it. Like, you put the money down. That's great. We're very happy about that. You went out of your comfort zone. That's going to be the other big thing. Farhan's going to have to give away a contract this year that he's never given before. Um, and so I would like that because it shows that he's changing his approach, which is what I've wanted to see. Adapt. You know, you got to adapt, change, pivot, don't panic. That's what the sign would be there for me. But you still got to do it on the field. If you sign Otani, but somehow the Giants still go out and, and win 79 games – 
Do you think the, the seat was hot on you now? It, it's going to be absolutely nuclear well, at the end of the year. Even if he doesn't like, like, like we're stuck on Otani. It feels unlikely. Make a bold trade. Yeah. Make a bold trade. Do something bold. Show some guts. Even if it blows up in your face, like go down firing. That That's my biggest thing. Stop collecting chips. Cash them in. Like, let's trade yeah. four or five of these prospects and a couple big leaguers. Go get me Soto. Go get me Pete Alonzo. Do something bold. I agree. And that's why I would like to see. But again, it's bold is step one. Winning is step two. And that's where I would be at Farhan. It's like, okay, like if he had done this a year ago, if he had signed Aaron Judge a year ago, like we'd be throwing parades for Farhan, you know, but if when that had happened, but if he signs Otani, like there will be no parade. There will be no, so like there'll be young know, clapping and hoorays and stuff like that. But the no, celebration. I, I w- they signed like- Shohei Otani. They instantly become relevant, even if they suck. See, I would rather. Okay, I hear that. I just see just being relevant isn't enough for me. I I need to see them in the playoffs in winning the pennant. That's that's my barometer for you. You have to crawl before you can walk. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not going to say that you're a walker when you're crawling. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So. Anyway, let's let's wrap up that question there because I want to have a little bit of fun here before we 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 get out of here because it is the the winter meetings. First things first, you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Uh, Sam Lumman, Joe Shasky, like, rate, subscribe, like, rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. Odyssey ninety five seven. The game, Shasky. Um, I want us to get, have a little fun here, play a little GM here. So I told you before uh, we did the show that we're going to put together our dream twenty twenty four Giants roster here. So I have my roster here. I assume you have your thoughts of what your roster will look like. Uh, do you want me to just give you give give you, you my whole roster? First. Or you want to go back and forth? Nope. You go first. Give me okay, your roster. Okay. So there are the rules here for this for this exercise. You got to mix a little bit of fantasy and reality into it. So you got to be honest to yourself in certain situations, but at the same time, you know, let yourself dream big here and there. And rule number two: Ross Stripling has to be part of the roster. And rule number three. Mitch Haniger has to be part of the roster because you are stuck with these guys next year. There's, there's no one taking them off your hands. So here is my, my, my uh, starting lineup right here. So I catch her Patrick Bailey at first base, Lamont Wade jr. Second base, Tyro Estrada really, really going crazy here on uh, changing this up. Uh, shortstop Marco Luciano. Third base is where I started to kind of run into trouble. I eventually decided on Matt Chapman. I was deciding on between him, J.D. Davis, and Jimer Condelario, who uh, had an all-star season for the Nationals and Cubs this year. Decided to go with Chapman because even though they're all the same age, I feel like Chapman's still got the highest ceiling, but it just seems like Chapman's on the downswing right now. He's been eating off that 2019 season for the last few years, but defensively, offensively, I think it's the best mix you're going to get there, and I do think the Bob Melvin connection does help in that regard. Left field, Mitch Haniger, because again, you're stuck with him. This is where I decided to get a little bit crazy, though. Your center fielder for the Giants next year, after trading Kyle Harrison and Luis Matos to the Chicago White Sox, will be Luis Robert Jr. Now, I know the Red Sox apparently are out on a trade for him right now, but this is a guy, he hit 36 home runs last year, 20 steals on 24 stolen base attempts, like very good defensively. He's got 35, 20, uh, you know, 35 home run, 20 steal power. I think he would look very good in the second spot of this lineup there. He's 26 years old. He's got a couple more years of control, plus a car, couple of arbitration years on top of that. I'm thinking trade those two guys because you don't need Matos anymore if you're bringing in Luis Robert Jr. Side him to a long-term extension, and you got a legitimate bopper you could put out there in center field. Right field, 
I'm going with Cody Bellinger here. I'm, I'm willing to take the risk. Uh, I know there's a lot of reasons why he might not work out. There's a lot of reasons why he could. Uh, I do think also you could platoon him at first base. There's that word platoon. We all love it. Uh, with Lamont Wade Jr. Um, so that's what I got right there. I, Bellinger, if you can get like five, six years in the 200 million range, or you know that really six, seven years, the 200 million range. That's probably what that looks like. Obviously, Farhan very familiar with Cody Bellinger, and honestly, I would love it if we could have a former Dodger on our team mashing and making the Dodgers miserable. I thought that Jock Peterson could be that, but uh, that was not the case. Instead, you know, I don't know if Bellinger's big Pasoy guy. Uh, hopefully, he's not though. And then your DH is uh, Michael Conforto. Also on your bench, Wilmer Flores, Casey Schmidt. Mike Ostremski, Austin Slater, those guys have already been brought back, so you're stuck with them too. J.D. Davis, I'll put him in the corners, but he could be trade bait if you do get Matt Chapman. Then for the backup catcher, Shasky, I figured, you know what? The Giants, I think they need more of a veteran presence behind the plate on the days that Patrick Bailey doesn't go. Uh, someone who's maybe familiar with some of these pitchers, someone who's been around for a while. I don't really care about his offense as much. How about a Kirk Asali reunion? There to back up Patrick Bailey. Give us about 30, 40 starts behind the plate a year to spell Bailey. Solid defensively. We saw how well he worked with the rotation a few years ago. Well, then he have like eight shutouts or something that he caught in like 21. Um, so just a little bit of kind of veteran stability to have behind the plate because on the days that Patrick Bailey wasn't catching last year, we're going with Blake Sable most of those times, and you're like twisting yourselves in knots trying to justify him behind the plate. He's not a catcher. He's barely a left fielder. Get me someone who can just give me some spot starts behind the plate with a veteran presence. In the rotation, going with Logan Webb as your opening day starter, Cy Webb. Go with Yoshinobu Yamamoto as your two starter. Alex Cobb, when he eventually gets back, Carson Wisenhunt. And then I want the Giants to try and take a flyer on Lucas Giolito. Just see if they can kind of rehab him a little bit. It seems like the Giants, they still kind of believe in their pitching, their ability to morph pitchers into good pitchers again. I think that could be a good kind of... You know, in a sense, kind of like what Kevin Gosman was. He showed up here, a broken pitcher. The Giants fixed him. And then I don't know if you release him back into the wild after that. That's for our 2025 Dream roster episode to, to determine. But I, I think Lucas Giulico could be a good low-risk, high-reward back of the rotation signing. And then um, in the bullpen, Ross Stripling. Remember, you got to have him on the team. Tristan Beck, those two guys are your kind of your bulk inning guys. Uh, you know, when your pitcher gets shelled in the first three innings, they come through to eat up those middle innings. Uh, definitely not using them for o- after openers because hopefully we don't do openers next year. Um, Tyler Walker for in case, or sorry, uh, yeah, Tyler Walker in case we want to, Ryan Walker, wow. Ryan Walker in case we want to do those openers. And then, of course, your Rogers brothers and Camilo Doval. So your lineup, your starting lineup would be Estrada leading off, Luis Robert Jr. batting second, Chapman third, Bellinger fourth, Hanniger fifth, your Flores Conforto DH duo sixth, Luciano seventh, but again, hopefully you can kind of move him up as the line as the year goes along. Patrick Bailey eighth, which I think is he's a lower and he's a bottom of the lineup guy. He's not the Buster Posey hitter. He may be Posey behind the plate. He is not Posey at the plate. And then I want Lamont Wade Jr. hitting ninth because I like having those high on base percentage guys at the bottom of the lineup. So when you turn the lineup over, you can already have a guy on base when your top of the lineup guys come up. So that is my dream somewhat real somewhat fantasy 2024 giants roster i kind of like it yeah all right where do you want me to start uh why don't you start at start at your uh your one through nine in the field start a catcher and go for the two blockbuster trades that are happening all right 
No free agency for me. I'm not spending a free agency because I'm going to give one of these guys, actually both of these guys, hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay. I'm acquiring Pete Alonso and I'm acquiring Juan Soto. So the Juan Soto deal is interesting to me because they're going to need cheap, controllable assets who can help them now and help them into the future. So here's my, my Juan Soto deal, which again, I don't know if these will get done. I think we overrate what you need to give up to get someone. Go look at the Francisco Lindor again, deal. Go, go, go. It's a little bit again. You're, you're, you're dreaming right. with a little bit of reality. There, All right. there are no so here we go. Because he's the better of the two players between him and Pete Alonso, I'm giving up Bryce Eldridge, who is their top pick, re- made it right into their top seven. Brought, yeah, uh, Bryce player. Eldridge, okay, Luis Matos, Yaz, J.D. Davis, Bart, and Tyler Fitzgerald to the San Diego Padres. I'll be honest, Juan I totally that Joey Bart was still part of the Giants. <laughs> I'm giving up that many um, yeah. guys. They are yeah. shredding payroll. They, it gives them multiple controllable assets that they can either flip or they can use at the big league level right now. That's what I'm using to go get Juan Soto. To the New York Mets, Will Bednar, former first-round pick, kind of mm-hmm. dropping in favor with the Giants, out the door. Averson Artevega, he's a shortstop. Austin Slater, Lamont Wade Jr., David Villar, and Elliot Ramos to the New York Mets for Pete Alonso. Here's my everyday lineup. Bailey behind the dish, Alonzo at first, Tyro Estrada at second, Luciano at short, Schmidt at third, Soto in left. I want center field Wade Meckler if he's not a part of one of these two packages. Okay. You got to have somebody who's controllable. Maybe Grant McCrary is a guy that you throw into one of these deals. I don't know. Yeah. Conforto in right, dh Mitch Hanniger. Blake Sable's my backup catcher. All right. And then Reggie Crawford is going to be my two-way player on my team next year. He's going to pitch Ooh, a little, and he's going to like play that. a little on the big league club. Here's like my rotation. I'm not, I'm not moving the arms. I'm not moving the arms. Webb, Harrison, Wisenhunt, Cobb, Stripling is my five or six when Reggie Crawford's not pitching. Camilo Duvall as my closer. That's my team. No, I like that team a lot. I, I, I do like the Juan Soto trade. Um, I think it'd be hard to make both of those trades with was Matos Matos is in one of those trades, right? So here's the, so here's how it breaks down. Bryce Eldridge, Matos, okay. Fitzgerald and Bart with Yaz and JD Davis going to San Diego. Gives yeah. them two veterans and a bunch of young guys that they will covet to replenish their cupboard from what they gave up to the to the Nationals for Juan Soto. Go look yeah. at that Nationals deal. It wasn't that great. No, and I just not I that feel great like of a shortstop. I, I can see the Padres of the two deals. Um, and again, I think I like both those deals. I'd be ecstatic for both of them. Of those two deals, if I had to pick, like I feel like the Padres one, you probably have an easier one sw- time swinging. Um, I feel like it might be hard to pry Pete Alonso away without giving up either Harrison or Wisenhunt. Um, well, they're that, shredding I mean, payroll. Yeah, that's true. If you that's big part of the, the giant. That's another thing that the, the Giants should a weapon. The Giants do have in their arsenal is they do have money. Well, they can't absorb where, contracts. They can't absorb money, and they should absolutely be willing to take on a a gross contract or so if they need to. You know, help a team shed payroll. Well, and and look, so to the New York Mets, I'm giving them Lamont Wade Jr. who can play first base, little DH, little okay. outfield, controllable, controllable player, solid, solid. Yeah, gets on Austin base one along though. Austin Slater. Uh, big leaguer, controllable player. Then you get a little outfield help because you're getting old out there if you're the Mets. Yeah. I'm giving you Elliot Ramos, Austin Slater as well, obviously. And then I'm giving you David VR, who I think is like a throw-in guy. To me, hey, 
He didn't work out here. He's still young. Maybe there's something there. Got a little Dubon in him. Got a little Jaden Davis in him. Just maybe needs to resurface somewhere else. I'm giving you a former first round pick who everybody loved in Will Bednar. I just think he needs a new new place to be. And then Averson Ortega is a 20-year-old prospect who plays up the middle. They need somebody besides Ortega might be the that that might be the crown jewel uh for the Mets in that hall there. I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't seen a whole lot from Ortega, but from what I have heard about him. There's been a lot of excitement around him there. So if you're no, going to keep Luciano and you're going to keep Schmidt, Ortega's a guy who might have to go. I'll say this, if if Farhan could pull off those trades, then I think what I said about him earlier, I might have to reassess that because those would be some baller trades if he pulled those off. I do but like those look at, look, I know this sounds absurd. Look at some of these. The Matt Olson trade was not some haul for the no. A's. I mean, like I'm giving up a lot, a lot. And, and you're still look, holding on to a lot too. I look at it this way. Reggie Crawford is the most intriguing player because I don't know what to make of him. So he could be a part of one of these deals. I want to see him on the Giants. I, yeah. I want to see him pitch and hit, period. What I like with with with, uh, with, with Crawford, also with Eldridge too, it's like the Giants are kind of like having this moment where it's just like they see how big Shohei has been. And it's like, it's almost like if we can't have our own Shohei, let's make our own Shohei. You know, it's like, yeah, we want Shohei Otani. We have Shohei at home, except it's not, not in the sad way. Like, it feels like the Giants are like, hey, if, yeah, let's let's try and create our own Shohei Otani. And they've taken two years in a row. They've taken two year two way players in Crawford and Eldridge. And you know what? Like, I like that thinking. I don't know if these guys are going to pan out. They could turn into total pumpkins. Um, they could be trade bait or whatever. It's it, baseball draft picks are always very very fickle. But to me, like as as before we start off, I feel like this is one of the things I do really like about Farhan is when he does kind of find those creative, maybe different approaches to, to, to bringing guys in. Um, the one I always like was the, um, the Will Wilson trade where they brought in, they bought Zach. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I know. I know the, 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 the process, it, it was the thought process that I liked the idea of taking on a bad contract. So you could get a team's first round pick. Like if Will Wilson turned out to be a, an everyday baseball player, it would have been one of the smartest, shrewdest trades in, in giants history. So it's just, it's that kind of thinking. That's the kind of stuff I like. If, if it doesn't work out, I mean, that's one thing. You can't really predict that. But it's just that outside-of-the-box different thinking that Farhan's shown in the past. I want to see more of that. And with trades like – if he's making trades like those, when he's making you know draft picks like trying to get two-way players to see, you know, let's, let's try something different, those are the kind of things I like. I would like to see him do more of those things because I think those are ways the Giants can find success that way by – you know, those creative ideas, those bold ideas to bring different players in. And yeah, if he swung those two trades, I definitely think that would fit right into that kind of bold style of thinking. Look, man, I'm going to say it again. San Diego, here's your deal. And this Mm -hmm. is as good as it's going to get. I'm giving you Bryce Eldridge, Luis Matos, premium prospects who most people really like. I don't know what they love, but they really like. Giving you Bart as a throw-in. Obviously, his career is at a crossroads. You need a backup. I think he needs a new location. Then I'm giving you Yaz, J.D. Davis, and Tyler Fitzgerald. These are guys who could play at the big league level defensively and who can be either flipped or kept on a reasonable contract. San Diego needs to shred payroll, and these are good team players, which they need in that clubhouse. I look at the Mets. The Mets are a team also, similar to the Padres, shredding payroll. Bednar, Averson, Ortega. Ortega's probably the jewel of this one. If I have to throw in Reggie Crawford, I probably would, but I don't want to. Uh, Austin Slater. Austin Slater has value on the right team. Austin Slater can also be re-flipped. I look at at Lamont Wade Jr. Perfect downgrade. 
replacement for a team like the Mets. Hey, this is a big league player who had a really good year last year. And then I'm throwing in VR and Elliot Ramos. Those are guys that I think could be sim- I think Elliot Ramos, I don't think he'll ever be as good as Garcia with the Tex- Texas Rangers. But Elliot Ramos is one of those guys. If he resurfaced two years from now with another team like Garcia did, I wouldn't be that surprised. No. No, I, I so yeah, I, I think he's I was as good working. as Garcia. But do you get what I'm saying? Garcia definitely, yeah. In the St. Louis, you know, farm. No one wanted him. Yeah, and honestly, of those like, you talk like about Bednar, like guys you'd rather have over Otani. Like one of the things I really love about Juan Soto is he's 24 years old. I know. Like you got at least 10 good years left of this guy, and yeah, I mean the the money that you would have to give Soto to keep him here. Like I think the last thing you can have, like if you're acquiring Juan Soto, it's under the 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 agreement that once the deal is through we have a fat contract extension that you're going to be writing your name on right afterwards. That's, that's, I think a contingency I would need baked into the deal with Juan Soto. I need a guarantee that he is going to be a giant for the next 10 plus years. That's, that's one thing I need there. But other than that, I mean, yeah, hopefully the giants can make either one of our dreams come true. Cause I do think that the team that you had, the team that I had, both those teams I think are very good next year. There's other ways the giants can still be good next year. Again, you know, they can, you know, still bring in a Snell or a Chapman, Jordan Montgomery with the dot with the range or sorry with the Cardinals. Um, smaller deals for like Condelario, Kevin Kiermeyer, Joey Gallo, uh, Marcus Stroman, Brandon Woodruff. There are options out there for the Giants to become a better baseball team than they were last year that do not involve Shohei Otani. So um, lastly, before we get out of here again, it is rumor season. We kind of got duped by a goofy rumor this morning on the morning roast when at one MLB insider decided to tweet that the Giants were out on Otani. I got multiple sources confirming that that is indeed a bogus rumor. Let's just remember, people, unless it's Passan, unless it's Rosenthal, unless it's Slusser, unless it's Alex Pavlovich, just, just wait for one of them to say something before you believe anything. So that's my last thing there. This has been episode 80 of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Uh, not sure when we'll be back, but I'm pretty sure Shohei Otani will be a giant when we do come back, right? That's... That's that's the one I'm gonna go with there. Shohei, Yo Yo, someone, uh, Jung Hoo Lee. We didn't really talk about him, but I like him a little bit too. Just do something, Farhan. That's all we want. Just do something. And then uh, until then, we will uh, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>